Monday, September 12, 2018, and you are locked into a very special podcast presentation presented by Battle on the Border Pro Wrestling. This is VOTV Countdown to Armageddon. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Rick Vickery, and I am coming to you via one wrestling video. Yes, one wrestling, the home of the legendary Mr. Bill Apter. I can also be found each and every week as part of the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast at thegorillaposition.com. But hey, enough about me. I am not here alone. I am joined by one of indie wrestling's premier podcasters. I mean, this gentleman has scored some of the biggest interviews in the game. He is, uh, he is certainly a man in the know when it comes to battle on the border pro wrestling. He is Mr. Robin Nelson. Robin, welcome in. Hey, how's it going? Uh, doing great, man. Excited to be here with you. Uh, excited. You know, we're 10 days away from this mega event, which is, it's looking like it's going to be the biggest event in Battle on the Border wrestling history. Uh, this is the eighth installment, bigger and better than before. And you and I, what we're going to kind of be doing here with this, uh, this special little project we've got going on, the Countdown to Armageddon, we're going to, have, we're going to roll out four of these episodes. We're going to have some big interviews. We're going to break down all the matches. And I'll tell you, from someone who is, who is fairly new to Battle on the Border, I couldn't ask for a, a better partner in crime here than you. I mean, you've got your, you truly have your finger on the pulse with this promotion. Yeah, I have. Um, it's been a great promotion, and how I found out about Battle of the Border, um, I was like online on social media because I like to travel to different promotions and talk about it. And I found out about Battle of the Border, and then I found out about Denim Blevins. So I reached out to him to find out what Battle on the Border was all about, and then from there I hooked an interview with him. And then ever since then, um, we've been friends, and he's had me part of the Battle on the Border family. So every time there's a Great event for Battle on the Border. I'm always there. Well, I, I, I want to jump into a little bit of your history with the Battle on the Border promotion. But before we do that, speaking of Mr. Blevins, we've got a big interview, an exclusive with him for the premiere of our special series here. So let's jump right in to an interview with Battle on the Border owner, Mr. Denim Blevins. Battle on the Border Brigade members, this is Rick Vickery coming at you with a very special exclusive sit-down interview with Battle on the Border owner, operator, and promoter. Of course, I'm talking about the one and only Mr. Denim Blevins. Mr. Blevins, welcome to the BOTB Countdown to Armageddon podcast special. Thanks, Rick. Glad to have you uh, on here and uh, glad to promote the show uh, Battle on the Border 8 Armageddon for September 22nd. Uh, I'm ready for any questions. You know, Mr. Blevins, before we jump into the pro wrestling talk, you know, I wanted to touch base with you regarding another passion of yours, and that being softball. Uh, I know recently Cincinnati held its Metro Championship Tournament, and it's my understanding uh, that the Battle on the Border team, they had a pretty interesting run. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Yeah, so uh, with our Battle on the Border wrestling, we, we like to try to be involved with the community and uh, network as many ways as we can. So we actually have a softball team called the BOTB Brigade. Uh, gets our name out there, has our uh, logo and all that good stuff out there for a, a different group of athletes and people that might not be exposed otherwise. Um, our team uh, actually had a really good uh, tournament. We went 4-0 and uh, won, so 16-team tournament, first place. Uh, got us a free Metro tournament for next year. Uh, got some free starts for everybody on the team, and uh, some really good exposure for battle on the border. Well, I was going to say, you know, not to brag myself, I'm a, I'm a former 
uh, Cincinnati Metro winner. Uh, I know I know how incredible of an achievement that is. But I really like what you said there. You know, you put the name right there on the team. You know, the battle on the border is being represented. That's got to be a tremendous marketing tool. You know, just on you know the hundreds of teams that are com- competing in the Metro itself, and then the thousands of fans that are seeing the logo and, you know, possibly asking questions, you know, what is this about? You know, how can we get involved? Where is this taking place? And that's got to be a tremendous marketing tool for you. Yes, it is. Uh, that, that's one of my strategies, man. I always try to be innovative and, like, stay ahead of the curve and do things that are different. And uh, one of my strategies was that there's a lot of people out here that would like wrestling and, like, really appreciate it and understand it, but they really don't know when and where to catch it or what's going on with it on an independent level. They're just not knowledgeable enough. They're basically ignorant to the situation. So um, they know about WWE and all that, uh, but they just haven't been exposed to this. So my strategy is to involve as many other athletes as I can. So, you know, all, all these guys that are out there playing softball, doing these other type of things, they have kids and stuff. Wrestling would likely be right up their alley considering it's another sport. They just don't know about it. So I'm, I'm trying to tap into that database of other athletes in the greater Cincinnati area that are unaware and get their families involved. Well, you know, to really jump into, you know, the wrestling aspect of, of our conversation here, we do know Saturday, September 22nd, that is the date set for Battle on the Border 8. Uh, of course, this show is going to take place at the VFW in beautiful Harrison, Ohio. Uh, but, you know, right now, I, I kind of want to I want to go all the way back to the beginning. Uh, what inspired uh, and or what what fueled the drive to create uh, the battle on the border promotion? OK, so, so what fueled that was that uh, I've, I've always been like a really competitive guy. I've always had a lot of hunger. And, you know, I'm, I'm 36 now. At that time, I was 33, pushing 34. And basically, I've done everything in sports that I wanted to. You know, I've done the softball and the metros and traveled all over the country, baseball, travel all over, uh, basketball, and I officiate all three of those. I've officiated for a professional dis- uh, frisbee league called the American Ultimate Disc League uh, with teams from other countries and stuff. I've done karate, jiu-jitsu, uh, volleyball, all that kind of stuff. And I had one passion that I'd never tapped into, and that was professional wrestling. And the facility that I was uh, working at at the time, uh, MVP Sports, they already had me running their softball and their basketball leagues there. So I was like the director as well as the official. And and I also played, so I was in, invested on all levels. Uh, so I got the idea, hey, a long time ago, I know that uh, wrestling used to be here at this facility, and that's something that I really have a passion for. So uh, what about bringing it back? And then they told me that was good. I could uh, be in charge of that as well, which would be a third sport there. Um, so at that point I started reaching out to, uh, some people that I knew and building from the ground up. Well, as you were saying, uh, before we actually started recording here, it had been some time since professional wrestling had actually been a mainstay or had a steady presence in the area you're running there. And that would be, you know, Harrison, West Harrison at Ohio, Indiana, a little bit in Kentucky. I mean, that, that's such a great draw in that area. It had been a while. Yeah, so uh, my understanding is no one had been there since 2011. Uh, we started running there 2016, so uh, five years of no wrestling. And to me, it's a great wrestling town. Cause I, I remember how it was when I was a kid, and then I also knew of uh, the activity in some of the other sports that I was involved with, like our three-on-three basketball leagues and our softball leagues and stuff. And I saw a database of people that I thought would attend this type of thing and be excited about it. And I wanted to kind of contribute something to the community that's different and fresh. Uh, Cause that's one of the most rewarding aspects of promoting is to see these kids be happy and to 
see people able to do something they normally otherwise wouldn't and enjoy it. Well, you say you talk about the positives there. I mean, you know, we've you've brought in some some big stars, uh, big draws. You've had some great houses. What have been some of maybe the challenges that you've faced in, in trying to reestablish uh, professional wrestling in the area? All right, so uh, there's been quite a few uh, challenges. Some of them can be, you know, there's always going to be people that don't want to see you succeed. So I wouldn't, like, name drop or anything, but you're always going to have people that really trying to hold you down a little bit, so you got to work through that. I, I use that as, like, motivation, basically. It's obviously not going to work. Um, another thing is, like, managing egos. Um, you know, a lot of people, especially if they've been around for a long time and, um, you know, they've been here, done that, you know, they're going to have a lot of opinions and, and be used to being able to call the shots. And, you know, I'm a believer that there can't be uh, too many chiefs and not enough Indians. So basically, I'm going to have to make some tough calls, and, and, and that happens pretty often. Um, so there's a lot of different ways. you got egos in the locker room. Um, and then, like, a bunch of small parts of the show just piecing it together. You know, you think about our crew, our staff for the show is around 75 people, and that includes, you know, wrestlers, managers, referees, ring girls, announcers, commentaries, ring crew, security, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So networking all of them, getting them on the same page can definitely be a challenge, but uh, it's, it's a challenge that I like, the challenge that I'm up to, and it's, uh, a challenge that I plan to get better and better on dominating. Well, I will say, you know, uh, Battle on the Border number seven was my first experience working with your crew. Uh, and just to, you know, to compliment everyone on it, it just seems it, it really was a team atmosphere. I was like new to the experience. No one treated me as an outsider or anything like that. You know, open arms, welcome you in. Everybody seemed dedicated uh, to reaching the goal and putting on a successful event. And I would have to say, just from my viewpoint, uh, it was one of the better independent shows that I've been to. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. that. That's the standard we hold ourselves to at Battle on the Border. Uh, that was another thing when I started out. Is like I'm, I'm not going to run uh, wrestling shows just to be just another wrestling show. It's going to have to be something special. So every time you come to Battle on the Border, you're getting something special. Like this show, you got two cage matches. You got our first ever women's champion. Uh, you got, you know, Mr. Hughes, who's a legendary trainer from Atlanta coming up and doing a seminar. You know, he fought The Undertaker. So, obviously, you're going to get some knowledge there. You got guys like Conway, former NWA champion, guys like Knockout, who's on the rise and been on NXT and WWE. So, not just another show. Like, I'm building this to be something special. And then, even beyond special, even one thing in my life that's always been before sports for me is my family. So I try to make Battle on the Border into a big family. So that's why I call it the BOTB Brigade. Uh, my, I put it this way. My mom works one of the doors for me. Uh, my dad has uh, helped out and played like Santa Claus for Christmas Chaos. Uh, my brother helps out with Johnny Knockout's flight. My sister sells raffle tickets. My cousins are there. My best friends are there. Um, basically it's a big family atmosphere where I want it to be inclusive because in my eyes, wrestling fans are like a niche thing. So like if you go out and meet a hundred people, maybe only five of them actually follow or, or know about pro wrestling. So to me, amongst that small niche, you shouldn't fight and feud and, and try to cut each other out. Like you should come together and try to grow. So that's what I'm trying to do is like build a big team and just knock one out of the park. Well, I was say, you know, just to kind of repeat what you said there, just so that, you know, our listeners, they get the full grasp of how big this thing is going to be. 
you know, we're talking battle on the border. Eight, we have legendary names such as Rob Conway, Mr. Hughes. They're both on the card. Uh, we also have contracts on the line, open challenges. As you said, the tag team tournament gets underway. And then, you know, as you had mentioned there, topping it all off two championship cage matches. I mean, this is going to be the biggest event, you know, event that you've had to date. Can you speak a little more to what the fans exactly can expect from the experience? Uh, so the fans can expect to get, in my opinion, more bang for their bucks than they're going to get at a wrestling show almost anywhere that you're going to find. Uh, you can get in the, in the doors here as low as $10. Uh, you're going to get, right now we've got it booked at 11 matches. So you're paying less than a dollar a match. And some of these matches are including, you know, people from television, uh, Men, women, we have 500-pounders, we have seven-footers. I mean, very, very diversified roster. So you're going to get a little bit of everything. Like, we, we try to put on a, a variety show. So, you know, then you're going to have a little bit of uh, comedy, a little bit of humor. You're going to have some high-flying guys. You're going to have some technical mat wrestling. You're going to have some brawlers. You're going to have a, cage, a couple cage matches, a hardcore match. So, basically... There should be something there that everybody likes. And, and we also even have, like, the vendors, like the Kona Ice Truck for the kids. And uh, we got merchandise there. They can go buy a shirt from their favorite wrestler. They can buy a DVD of past shows and catch up on things. So basically just trying to make it a big, inclusive atmosphere where there's something for everybody. Well, I know the position of power you're in. I hate to put you on the spot, but by hell, what kind of reporter would be if I, if I didn't ask the tough questions here? Out of, okay. out of this incredible lineup that you've got stacked for Battle on the Border 8, which match maybe are you looking forward to the most, and which one do you think, or maybe just an actual individual uh, performer or a team that could actually steal this show? Okay, so for me, I, I think this answer might sound a little generic. It's probably going to be the more popular pick, but... I feel like the uh, main event hardcore cage match with Hooks and Johnny Knockout is going to be off the chain. The reason I say that is because both of these guys pour their heart and their soul into battle on the border. They never miss a show. Both of these guys are on tremendous winning streaks. Both of these guys want to be the champion, and both of these guys do not mind bleeding. So I, I can almost guarantee that's going to be a rowdy, rowdy uh, situation with those guys locked inside of a cage. They're allowed to have anything in there that's not fire or glass. So we're talking kendo sticks, tables, garbage cans, staplers, uh, barbed wire bats, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I just think that those two guys are extremely game for that, and they're the right two guys. And that they're actually excited about that. Like, you're not going to find a lot of people that are truly excited to get in there and bash each other with that kind of stuff. And I think that these two guys are both crazy enough to do that. Um, now, if I was going to say one to steal the show, I think the co-main, the, the, the first time ever having the women uh, going for a belt, like, you know, Heather Owens is wrapping down her career, and I think this would be a huge notch for her before she's out to be the inaugural champion. And you got someone like Jocelyn Navarro, she's 22 years old, and, uh, you know, she's coming after Heather Owens. She's, she wants that spot, basically. She wants to take her out. So a lot on the line there, and I think the Deborah's going to bring that A game as well. Excellent, excellent, sir. Well, Mr. Blevins, I just say you've done an incredible job building Battle on the Border to the point where, to the you know to the point where it is today. Uh, but I know those faithful fans out there 
they want to know what's in store for the future of BOTB. I mean, can you let us in on on any plans? You know, as you build towards uh, you know, show number nine and even the big milestones such as as show ten. Uh, any plan, you know, plans for pop- possible expansion or other superstars that might be joining the ranks? Man, those are some good questions. All right, so all of that stuff is true. Everything you just said there is true. Uh, Battle on the Border 9 is in December, Christmas Chaos. Uh, Santa's going to be there. That'll be crazy. Last year for that show, we had 315 people, so we're expecting to beat that in December. Um, as far as, like, growing, our Battle on the Border 10, yes, Battle on the Border 10 uh, is a very special number, and we think that's going to be a tremendous turnout. I, just to get to that number, it's a great accomplishment, and we're not going to go there and just, like, limp in. We're going to go there... Uh, full steam ahead. So definitely excited for that. As far as the expansion stuff, uh, basically I'm that guy that wants to uh, never put the cart before the horse. So I basically want to see us succeed to the point where we can uh, naturally and organically expand without me trying to force it to the point where we go out of business like other people do, try to do too much too soon. That being said, We've established at this point that our four lunch 10 shows per year in Harrison are going to succeed, and they're going to stay. And that's Night of Champions, Legends and All-Stars, Armageddon, and Christmas Chaos. So those four are locked in in that community. Now, this past week even, I've been uh, contacted by a couple different places to bring in some new stuff. So I don't want to say yet, but absolutely, there's a couple towns, and it's ironic that you say that we've talked within the last week by going to uh, some new areas. So definitely looking to get bigger, not smaller. Well, I'd say, you know, that's some some very exciting news on the horizon. Right, right. Just to, can't, can't leak it all out there, but definitely some things being worked on right now. There's meetings. Uh, there's stuff like that happening uh, behind the scenes this past week. Well, I can honestly say in my short time being involved with Battle on the Border Pro Wrestling, I certainly recognize something very special. Uh, Mr. Blevins, Please let the listeners know where they can find out more about Battle on the Border 8, how they can help spread the word, and most importantly, how they can purchase those tickets. All right. So uh, the show is September 22nd, Battle on the Border 8, Armageddon. You can contact me at Denim Blevins on Facebook to get those. Uh, You can actually go and get them at the VFW in Harrison. Um, If you look me up on Facebook, we also have an Eventbrite, so you can buy them online in that way. That's only for the general admission tickets, though. Um, And you can also get them at, uh, uh, look us up on Facebook at Battle on the Border Pro Wrestling. we got about 2,000 people following on there. That's where all the updates, all the videos, et cetera are. So, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, My phone number is 812-655-8365. You can get them from me on PayPal. So you can do the Eventbrite, the VFW myself, or PayPal. I say in, in addition to buying up those tickets, make sure you're going to social media and help spread the word uh, about this incredible Share, event. share, share. You know, we're, we're under two weeks away. Uh, the countdown is on the Armageddon. Thank you again, Mr. Blevins. Uh, it has been incredible speaking with you. Now I'm going to kick it back to myself and Robin Nelson for the remainder of the BOTB Countdown to Armageddon podcast special. Thank you. Hey, Robin, after hearing from Mr. Blevins, I mean, you, you have to be excited for Battle on the Border 8, correct? Oh, I'm excited. This is the best one ever. I mean, it's going to be the greatest. It's going to be a lot of hard-hitting matches. 
trust there's going to be two steel cage matches, which I'm looking forward to. Well, you know, Mr. Blevins spoke there about how he got involved in pro wrestling. And before we went to the interview, you were kind of mentioning how you, know, how you hooked up with Mr. Blevins, how you got to become a part of Battle on the Border. Could you go a little deeper now? What show did, did you come around with? Have you been here since day one, or where'd you come in? Um, I came in at uh, Battle on the Border 6. That's when I came in, and then from there, I've been hooked. Okay, so you've been with them for a couple months. And, you know, outside of that, you know so many of the great talents involved with Battle on the Border, but you also know them from some other the other projects and promotions they work with around Ohio. Can you, can you share some of your uh, favorite stories with some of the talents that are going to be involved on this show? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll tell you a great story. Um, another great re- wrestler on the roster is Eric the Paranormal Fallen, and um, – he is a great wrestler. He's been around in the um, Indies for a very long time. He was hurt for a while, and in uh, 2017, he just got back into the ring again. And um, I met him at this wrestling promotion in Cincinnati, uh, but it has folded, unfortunately. He had a great roster and talent, uh, CWAI in uh, Hamilton, Ohio. Um, that was a great promotion to fold it down. And I met so many great wrestlers and talent that you can see at Battle on the Border, like uh, the five most wanted, Sean Casey, Cody Hawk, Severn Angel, Shauna Reed, and Big John Murray were some of the great wrestlers I built friendships with. Now you can see them at Battle on the Border. And you can also see Ryan Michaels and Milton Mark Magnum as well. They all came from uh, CWAI, and it's sad that uh, promotion has folded. Well, I know you, you've got a lot of great friends there, but I understand you you got some heat. you got some heat on your behind right now uh, with a few of these talents. Yes, I do. I have the heat on with the marquee players. Quintessential Jake Shepard and his wingman, the Birdman. They claim they're from Birdland. Um, they never liked me since the first time I first interviewed them on my podcast. So every time I post something or say anything about Battle on the Border, they're always on my back, um, attacking me, uh, trying to put me down, trying to put me to shame, but I always end up backing it up. So I have a little history with the marquee players. Well, I was going to say, I know those two, man. They are some, you know, just not marquee players. They are some major players in Battle on the Border. But but I guess, you know, as your podcast partner here, I, I, I have to tell you, I got your back, brother. I got your back. That's good because uh, Jake Shepard and his wingman, but I call him his sidekick, which he hates. So if he's listening to that, yeah, that's right, sidekick Birdman. You know, watch your back because I got Rick on my side. Well, I see, you know, we, we don't go looking for trouble. You know, that's not our jobs. Our jobs is just to, uh, to relay all the great news around the promotion. But uh, I just got to let you know. That when we're working on a podcast together, it is a brotherhood, so I've got your back. Uh, you were talking about all these big names here, Robin. Let's, let's start, you know, as I said, we're gonna, this is going to be a series of uh, podcast specials where we're going to be on each show having some interviews, breaking down the individual matches. Uh, but, you know, for this, for this first episode, man, I picked out two, two big, I, it's, yeah, no pun intended, two huge marquee matches. Let's talk about the first oh, yeah. one here. Let's talk about the first one here on our run. This would be Rob Conway, the Iron Man. He's going to be taking on, uh, stepping in against, man, a, a very uh, old-school traditionist, one of the biggest enforcers in the history of professional wrestling. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Mr. Hughes. 
Yeah, Mr. Hughes is a real big deal. He's also a trainer as well, and he's also gotten a ring with The Undertaker as well. Um, that's going to be a hard-hitting match between him and Rob Conway. So that match can go either or. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That's, that's just going to be an interesting match with two veterans in the ring. Well, I'm going to say here, I, I pulled up some stats. You know, Mr. Hughes, he's, he's a couple decades into this game. And as you throw out a name like The Undertaker, uh, he's worked with, with some of the biggest names in the business he has been associated with, uh, usually as a corner man there. Of course, he joined uh, Harvey Whippleman in his war against The Undertaker. Uh, he's also, you know, he's also been involved, you know, teaming up with the likes of Lex Luger, Harley Race, uh, Big Van Vader, Cactus Jack, uh, Vinny Vegas. He also was, you know, a corner man, a bodyguard for, for Shane Douglas in ECW. Uh, looking through some of these other names here, here's one you might not have, you might not know. There were there were brief appearances. Uh, did you know that he actually was a corner man for uh, for Triple H before being replaced by China? Yeah, I did. I remember that. I remember when that happened, and I was just like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and he also had a short tenure as a bodyguard for Chris Jericho. Hey, he has been all over the world working with some of the biggest names, and. And we're not trying to sell him short, you know, by, you know, putting him over in that bodyguard role. He's got in there and mixed it up in some big-time matches, and he is a big-time tough dude. I mean, they, they've got him 6'5", 250 pounds, so he has definitely got the height and weight advantage over the Iron Man coming into this match. But, you know, the Iron Man, you know, he has been a staple at battle on the border. Uh, nothing to, to blink your eye out there or, or kind of overlook. I mean, we're talking about, you know, he's been a champion in WWE. He is a two-time NWA uh, world heavyweight champion. Actually, he ranks 12th uh, for most days holding that title. Uh, very impressive. Yeah, he is. And he's also been with Battle Border uh, since day one. He's also held the Battle Border heavyweight championship, too. I would say, you know, he, you know, going back to Battle on the Border 7, uh, a classic Ironman match uh, that he had with the champ, Johnny Knockout. Uh, you gotta, you got to be thinking, you know, Conway, he need, he's probably looking at Hughes as another propelling point to get back to another championship match, wouldn't you think? I think so he is because Rob Conway wants that belt back and everybody in the Battle of the Border universe knows that Rob Conway wants that title back from, you know, Johnny Knockout. Well, I, you, I, I think we would agree that he probably is the favorite coming into this match, Conway is. Uh, but as you said there, could you see a, a, a possibility where maybe he is thinking too much about getting back to Johnny Knockout and could overlook Mr. Hughes and, and suffer a, a huge defeat here? Um, I don't think so. I think once, see, when Rob Conway's in the ring, he's on a mission. His mission is to get the job done easy or hard, and he's going to be focusing on Mr. Hughes to get that win. He's not really worried about Johnny Knockout or the title in this match. He's He's in that match to, you know, finish uh, Mr. Hughes. Well, you know, another possibility that, that we're going to need to be keeping our eye on, all the fans are going to have to be keeping their eye on, you know, this is going to be a, a knockdown, drag-out brawl. This is going to be one of the hardest-hitting matches on the card. But you've got to think, you know, as we had mentioned here a few times, Mr. Hughes, his background in that bodyguard role, that enforcer, an equalizer, there's probably a couple, couple names in that locker room 
uh, that wouldn't mind cutting a few checks to get Mr. Hughes to do their bidding elsewhere also, you know, elsewhere on this card. Yeah, and I can tell you who uh, the one faction is that would love to have Mr. Hughes to do their beating, and that's the marquee players. Uh, I could see, I could see that being a, a beautiful partnership. Uh, if that is the case, I might have to revoke uh, my promise to have your back there. Uh, we we might both be, uh, you know, hightailing it out of there as fast as we can. I could also see a, a possibility. Uh, maybe that he sticks his nose into that women's match. You know, maybe uh, on behalf. Of of Jocelyn that that Brandon Xavier maybe uh, buys you know pays off the big man for assistance. I can see that as well because Brandon Xavier also has a special partnership with the marquee players. Jake Shepard has helped Brandon Xavier several times in some of his matches. I can see that happening. I can see Brandon Xavier controlling. Uh, that whole situation. I think, you know, we're, we're just kind of speculating here on what these uh, master criminal minds might be up to, but if we're on to something, that could be a very, very dangerous alliance within Battle on the Border. Yeah, it, it's, it's a very dangerous uh, alliance because Brandon Xavier has that golden ticket right now, so he can use it any time to get, try to get that title from Johnny Knockout. And that's what his goal is. He wants to be the king of the mountain. He wants to be the champion of Battle on the Border. He wants to rule the whole promotion. That's his whole goal, and that's why he's, he's going to be so deadly and dangerous. Wow, you know, something to really keep, you, keep your eye out for. Uh, this thing could get wild. Speaking of wild, speaking of the champ, speak, speaking of someone who has his eye on taking him out, Let's switch gears. Let's talk about the main event of the evening. Let's talk about Johnny Knockout, the champ defending against the undefeated Hooks. The heavy metal Hooks, the master of hardcore wrestling. That guy has been in the most intense, hard-hitting matches. He'll use everything from staplers to his famous Bob Wire baseball bat. He's not afraid to get bloody. He's not afraid to get cut up. He's he's not afraid to um, take a uh, beating until he wins that match. Well, I was going to say, you know, that might be the game changer is that hardcore stipulation. As you heard in the interview with Mr. Blevins, I mean, this is going to be pretty much anything goes, anything outside of, of electrocuting someone or bringing, like, glass into play. Uh, it is anything goes, and that's, that's right up Hook's alley. Oh, it's up his alley, but also don't um, underestimate Johnny Knockout, too. He's been in some uh, crazy matches, too, and he's not afraid to get into some hardcore uh, matches as well. He's not afraid to really bloody up somebody as well. And this match, we're going to be in a steel cage. It's going to be intense, crisp, and hard. You're going to see them beat the living tar out of each other with everything until whoever survives. And who knows? Maybe Johnny Knockout will still be the champ. But who knows? Maybe the heavy metal Viking hooks will prevail. I was going to say neither one of these are afraid to bleed, especially with, with you know the stakes that are up for grabs here. We're talking about the battle on the border heavyweight championship. Uh, each of these men would pretty much give anything in their careers to capture this championship. i got to put you on the spot before I share my prediction. And I know we talked about this a little bit at StarCast. Are you still feeling the same way? At this point now, as we are talking, who do you have? Who is walking out 
Battle on the Border 8 as the champ. I'm going to tell you this right now. I think it's going to be the heavy metal Viking hook because he's got heart and soul, and he's going to um, put everything into that match. And I think he's going to end up prevailing over Johnny Knockout. You know, I, I have to tend to agree with you here. And it's, I think, you know, honestly, this could just be come down to a flip of a coin. Uh, you know, who kind of catches a big break late in this match? I know, as I was saying, both men are going to give their all, both incredible performers. But, man, the journey for Hooks, you know, how he broke into the business, you know, just, you know, kind of just a fan there. Then getting an opportunity to, to work as a ring announcer, to work in the commentary, to, you know, to, to break down those boundaries, to cross over. Uh, into what he has become in the ring, someone that is just so determined, really reminds me so much uh, of the great Diamond Dallas Page in the path he took in his career. I think this is going to be a defining moment for Hooks. Uh, I think he's going to be standing tall at the end of the night and obviously at the celebration at Triple Cats afterwards. Oh, yeah, Triple Cats, Triple Cats is going to be so wild afterwards. Battle on the Border has the best after parties. That's all I have to say. You don't know what's going to happen there. Well, I was going to say, you know, I, I was there for the last one. It it was a, truly a great time, something that no fan wants to miss. You get to mingle with all the stars after they've gone out there and just, you know, giving you a performance of a lifetime. Now, before, before, I think, go ahead, Rob. Yeah, and also the one great thing about that last after party was where I got Ed Gonzalez and Johnny Knockout into a beer chugging contest twice, and, and it was me just to watch the Battle of the Border champion Johnny Knockout try to chug a beer because he's really good with his famous, you know, fireball. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. Hey, another reason to come check out, come check out the after party. Now, Robin, we're about to get out of here on this first episode of the Countdown to Armageddon. Hey, can let everyone know where else they can find you on your other great podcast or on social media. Yeah, um, I, it's, um, of course, Robin Nelson. Uh, my podcast is Wrestle Podcast. You can listen to my episodes at Wrestle Podcast on Spreaker.com, also on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. And you can follow me at Twitter at WPopCast1 and on Facebook, Wrestle Podcast. And I also have another podcast, too. I'm a guy of the paranormal, interview people of the paranormal field at Robin Nelson's Paranormal Files 13, which is on Spreaker.com, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. And you can follow me at Twitter at 13Files and also on Facebook at Robin Nelson's Paranormal Files 13. Yeah, I've listened to, to both of your, your podcast series. Uh, some incredible work there, sir. Thank you very much. I do get some interesting guests, especially during, on the paranormal one. <laughs> there there we are. Well, Brigade Faithful, uh, you can find me, Rick Vickery, across all social media at The Real RBV. Uh, of course, you can also find me talking pro wrestling on Mondays with the Hameen Media Group, Wednesdays on One Wrestling Video, and Fridays on the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for us on this first installment on the Countdown to Armageddon. Uh, be sure to keep your ears and eyes open for our next episodes. We're going to be uh, we're going to be with you three more times before Saturday, September twenty second. Of course, that is the day of the big event. Robin, anything else you'd like to add before we get out of here? Hey, all I have to say is, man, um, 
come out to Battle on the Border at 8, Armageddon, and Harrison, Ohio, at the Harrison VFW. Go on Facebook and reach out to Denim Blevins for more info on TicketWise and everything that's great for this great promotion. I was going to say, uh, okay, then, for now, we're tossing up the X signals. We are out of here.